Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to Soul Chat. I am your host, Ebony Chitora, also known as Ebony the Goddess. You have now entered the realm of a wisdom-centered podcast, offering soulful discussions about life's challenges and tips towards overcoming them with grace. Here, we talk about all things soul care, self-love, and let's not forget healing into wholeness. So what can you expect in my world? Soul healing conversations, tips for improving your mental health and wellness, and how to begin believing in yourself like never before. So if you, like me, are into creating a strong inner game, pull up a seat, grab your notebook, pen, water, juice, or wine, and be prepared for perspective-shifting conversations. After all, you're so worthy of living a life that you love. So let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of Soul Chat. I am your host, Ebony Tatora, also known as Ebony the Goddess. And as we close out 2022, I am just going to be bringing on amazing guests because life is not meant to be lived alone. And when we can come together and learn about more people who share same and similar views. I believe that just helps us all live our best lives and really understand that there is another side and that we we dare to have conversations that are deeper than the surface. Today, I have the amazing Mary Massey. She is a lifestyle and business coach as well as a speaker. So as you know, I always read the bio because I love bios, but I also know Mary has something that is much deeper, so she will share that with us in a little bit. So being a multi-hyphenate entrepreneur, Mary has many titles, all of which serve one purpose, to help people live their best life in all caps, okay? As a lifestyle coach, she gives a holistic approach to female entrepreneurs by helping them balance their self-care with their family and business obligations. A seasoned fitness veteran, she's been a personal trainer and Zumba instructor for over 13 years. She's worked with many large brands such as Google, Athleta, Bloomingdale's as their fitness nutrition expert for her true love is coaching. She has been featured in CEO Mom Magazine, Shop Local New Jersey, Elcon TV, Hip New Jersey TV, and loves inspiring audiences and podcast on podcasts and other interviews. So now you are officially a family of the Soul Chat club which i love because i have i've worked with so many different amazing people and i love when people bring their stories and their expertise because i think people need to hear more than one voice especially more than my voice so just share with the audience who are you in your own words well thank you for having me ebony uh who am i in my own words well i am many things but i would say that at my core i am somebody who just enjoys being at peace and enjoys life to the fullest because we don't know how much time we have left and i say that and you'll you'll understand why i say it in this way I believe that life is meant to be lived to the fullest, but I'm a little silly. I'm a little crazy. I'm a little serious. I'm very introverted and I'm passionate about everything that I do. And I always like to say, you know, I do what I love because I love what I do. And that's all I want to do. I love that so much. And I think that's like the secret ingredient to life. You know, you hear people say it all the time. And I think what I've learned is that sometimes we're just not brave enough to do that, or we don't trust that we can get paid to do that. So before we even get into all the motivational stuff, can you share with everyone your story? Because I know you talk a lot about overcoming adversity. And that's pretty much almost the foundation of this podcast, as many of our guests have talked about overcoming adversity and the successes they have stepped into because the way they chose to overcome adversity which means so much and I know we've had other discussions where we've literally talked about how we choose to process experiences so can you share your story and really just how you have had to overcome adversity to be the wise beautiful by the way you guys she's so beautiful beautiful woman that you are today thank you thank you 
Well, my story basically starts in Peru. I was born in Peru in the 70s at a time where when there was so much going on in the country, there was a lot of political turmoil. So I we came to the States with my parents. It was myself and my brother, who's about a year and a half younger than me, in 1980. So I was around five years old at the time, came to the United States. A little while later, my mom got pregnant with my little sister. And five years after that, she um, passed away. So we were basically you know, we had to go back to Peru. We didn't have anybody in the States to help us, to take care of us. And in Peru, we had all our family, grandmas. And it was a tough time because my dad was a young widower. He was only, I believe, 30, 31 at the time with three kids, one who was only two years old at the time. So I had to step into the role of caretaker. Uh, I was 11 years old and I had to basically put my childhood away. It was a really tough time because I remember being locked in the house. My dad had to work and we had to stay with my grandma on my mom's side. And my dad and my grandma didn't get along so well. So being that he had to be out of work and she didn't want the kids to cause any trouble, like she would just lock us in the house. So there we were, three little kids looking out the window, watching all the other kids play. And I now understand, or I should say I came to understand many years later that that was in part because she didn't want the responsibility of having to deal with the kids going outside and possibly getting hurt and just adding more chaos to, to the situation. So there was just a lot of pain, a lot of sadness, a lot of what comes with seeing your mom have cancer, seeing her go through you know, the pain that, that she suffered. But one thing I have to say, and this is one of my favorite memories of her, she never looked sick. She never looked sick, even though she had breast cancer, she had had the surgeries and she had to get, you know, pain injections and all of that. She never looked sick. She only looked tired, you know, so she always had this beautiful complexion, you know, she always looked put together. And even the night before she passed away, I went into the bedroom and I gave her a kiss. I said, good night. And she just looked like she was tired. She was at peace. She was fine. And mind you, at this point in time, we had no idea how, she, how sick she was. We had no idea. But I do remember being at my great aunt's house one day and she was talking to one of them. And all I, you know, I heard her crying and all I heard was my babies, you know, my kids, my babies is all I heard. But I had no idea what was going on. So I remember giving her that goodnight kiss. The next morning we went to, my dad scooped us up to, to my great aunt's house and we had no idea what was going on still. And it wasn't until later that day that we learned that my mom had passed in her sleep. So when she, apparently when my dad went in to see her, she had her Bible on her chest. And I talk about, you know, Christianity and, and being a believer and all of that. And that was very much instilled in me as a child. And that was one of the one of the memories, I guess, that I have is of her just, you know, falling asleep with her Bible on her chest, you know, when I went to give her a kiss. So fast forward to a few years after that, you know, because of that situation, we had to stay in Peru for seven years, came back to the States, went to college, had no real direction. You know, I basically cruised through life because I didn't have a uh, proper foundation. I didn't have stability at the time during the time that I needed it the most. My dad eventually had to come back to the States and had to leave us in Peru. Here we were three kids, you know, my brother ended up falling into addiction. I had a lot of fights with him. I was basically the mom and the older sister. And a lot of that responsibility fell on me. So it was a tough time. And I would say it wasn't until 2007 or so that I began to find myself. And that was after my dad passed away. My dad passed away. I was extremely depressed because we were really, really closed. And that's where my journey into real self-discovery uh, began. Uh, I found fitness. I went into personal training, you know, and I had a business at the time. I was web design and development and video editing and all of that, but I, I felt the need to connect with people at a deeper level because I, I craved that connection myself. You know, I craved it myself and I felt like, oh, I really, I really need to do something that's deeper, that's more meaningful, as opposed to designing websites that are going to get changed over and over again and have no proper meaning, right? 
so that's what I did. That's how my journey into, into coaching began. And, um, you know, it's, it's been an interesting journey and there's so much more in between, but that's what made me who I am. And I have to appreciate, and I do appreciate, and I'm grateful for all of the experiences that came my way. I love that so much. And I hope that I know that we you know with podcasts and just hearing other people's story, it's um, we get to see the similarities and we get to see our own story. You reminded me of someone that I've worked with before um, and just hearing their story of overcoming. And as you were just sharing things, I could see it. I could feel it. Um, and it's just so beautiful that we choose, you know, even though you didn't have a foundation and all those different things you kept choosing. And I know we spoke, um, and you even talked about, um, at one point after you had your daughter and you were like in this space of depression, and then you started going to Zumba and then you went to Zumba, your Zumba teacher left. And then you started, you know, that was like your Zumba journey. Mm -hmm. Um, but to me, it seems like you just never gave up. You always had higher sights on just never giving up and tapping into, you know, the next process of your life and who God has called you to be. You guys know I'm a mama bear. So <laughs> just take that as the inner child playing with us uh, during this podcast. But I love everything that you shared. And I love hearing people's stories because we need to be able to reflect on our own and see how we've overcome and be appreciative of the journey of like where we are now, no matter how hurtful or painful that has been. So I want to dive into, because I know you, you are big on mindset and mindfulness. Mm -hmm. What are some of the, the beliefs, the thoughts, the, the, the things that you do to keep yourself in that faith-based practice? Because that's what it is to me. Mindset and mindfulness, yes, it has this global feeling of like, get your ish together, keep going, but we are mm -hmm. spiritual beings. We're not here to just be robots and yes. do not honor our emotions and I think that's where mindfulness comes in it's like well what am I feeling and how why do I feel this way um but what are the foundations that you stand on firmly that help you get through your day and just transition through all of life's lifing yes it's a great question because everybody has their own way of practicing mindfulness and it starts with of course self-awareness uh, realizing that you are behaving a certain way that you fall into these patterns and the patterns that either serve you or don't serve you. So the journey for me with that started a lot later than I would have wanted, but I also believe that it started exactly when it was necessary. And it was basically me coming into that realization that I kept doing certain things that were that were basically me sabotaging myself all the time and not being able to achieve a certain amount of success because I was a little bit afraid of success and what that would mean for me. Uh, not being able to have tough conversations because I was concerned about the outcome. So all of these things that happened in that regard were because of my upbringing. And at one point I had to say, you know what, I have to stop focusing on the things that I didn't have in the past and begin to focus on how I really want my life to be. And in order for me to do that, I had to learn. I had to learn to, to let go of a lot of things that were just, you know, holding me back. I was just shackled to my past and the pain and the laws and the abuse and all of the things that went on in my childhood. And then at one point I'm like, here I am, you know, I'm an adult. I make my own decisions. I have a choice right now to either begin to think this way, to begin to lean on God in a way that really is meaningful and to really trust and have faith the, the way that we're meant to have faith. And that means being quiet, listening to, to our inner voice, being in tune with what God wants, wants to tell us. And also not just the self-talk, but self-conversation. So we always say, you know, self-talk, positive self-talk and all of this, get rid of negative self-talk. Well, the way to do that is to have a conversation with yourself, to ask yourself questions and say, okay, if I'm, if I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm saying these things, where's that coming from? How is it that I arrived at this place and what can I do to change it? What kind of questions do I need to ask myself? Right? So that is what for me, you know, self-conversation is all about. And then in terms of the mindfulness, it's just the, the, just being present, being in the moment, having some quiet time, looking around, you know, I know we're, 
recording this on audio, but if you see me here on video, you'll see that I have plants everywhere. And for me, it's a way of self-care. It's a way for me to practice mindfulness. It's a way for me to look at God's creation and say, there's no mistakes. Look at the way that these leaves are, are patterned, you know, and he created us uniquely with purpose. And um, it was a way for me to finally say, I am ready to become the woman, the mom, the entrepreneur, the wife that I was always meant to be. And it, it, it took a while and the journey is still ongoing. So every day I discover a little bit more about my purpose and about who I am. I love that. I love everything you're saying, because I think this is why we are soul sisters and just being able to um, find different ways. You talked about, you know, having that conversation with yourself, asking yourself questions. I call them WAQs. You know, you go to you go to websites, you see FAQs, but there's WAQs, those wisdom asking questions that make you dig deeper. Right. Instead of the why me, it's like, well, what is this teaching me? Or what is the life that I desire? And you also talked about how many of us live in our past. Like mm -hmm. truly we live in the pain of our past because uh, what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about a lot. Do you, are you familiar with him? Yes, mm -hmm. I yeah, am. Having that emotional uh, event and then you just don't ever let the emotion go and you keep reliving the emotion yeah. every time you you think about it or you you know you, you talked about you know not speaking up or being afraid to do something you talked about being afraid of success I almost kind of want to dive deep into that um after this question which is I want the listeners to really really hear this because one of the things that you said that I know it actually keeps people from changing is the thought that like that inner victimization of like, I should have known this already, right? Mm -hmm. we, I think yes. that the, the, once we become adults, and I, I use that word very loosely, because I learned at a really young age, like as a teen, I knew I was like looking at some of the adults around me. And I'm like, okay, they're older than me. But there were things that to me were like super immature. So I noticed right. at a young age that age doesn't equal maturity. Age mm -hmm. doesn't like Aaliyah said, age is nothing but a number and, and not to excuse her story. But it truly isn't. And wisdom is something that is a given based on how we look at life. So I really want listeners to hear first and foremost, when you say something like, you know, initially the thought is, you know, I wish I would have learned these things earlier. What age were you at that you began to really, really change into like the woman, Mary, and to mm -hmm. own different things and to be able to say, oh, I'm living in my past and that this is what I'm afraid of. Like, because that's a different type of conversation yes. other than my mother passed away. And like, cause we'll take that with us and you'll, you'll hear your own family. I'm sure you can relate yep. to this. Talk about things. I watched my grandmother die last year and I mean, to this day, till that day, I mean, she was in her upper eighties, almost 90. And she still was talking about the day her father died when he was a firefighter, when she was, I mean, she was tiny. She maybe was like six or something, but that memory kept playing in her head over and over and over again. So how old were you? Because I need people to hear that it's never too late to make a decision to change. Yes. I would say I, Somebody might say, I would be embarrassed to answer this question, but it's necessary. And it also goes to show that we, it's never too late to, to begin to learn something new. And it's never too late to realize that you have been behaving a certain way and everybody's on their own journey. That's why I always say you can't compare your, your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20, right? But the story for me, what I tell women is I didn't learn to dive a little deeper into myself until I turned 40. Okay. I'm 48 years old now. And yes, at the time I would say to myself, what's wrong with me? You know, like all of these things that a lot of the, a lot of the times we say to, to ourselves, why can't I do this? What's wrong with me? What the heck is wrong with me? You know, oh my gosh, here I go again. So you're, you, you, because you fall into the same patterns. And then the thing is that the second that you say that to yourself, you got to stop and say, what is wrong? in this situation right now? What am I doing that needs to change? So after years of saying these things to myself, right? There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> you know, there was nothing wrong with me. It was just me not thinking and operating from my, in my highest purpose. 
And it took a while, even the, the, the way that I saw myself and my body and the way that I would compare myself to other people. And I would say, wow, look at that person, you know, look at what they have and I should be further along too. And that comparison was really robbing me of an opportunity to, to put into action all the things that I should have been putting into action. So there I was spending all of this time looking, looking, looking and thinking negatively and not stepping into action, right? So that's when the realization came to me. And I, I think it was a, a slow process, but I distinctly remember when I turned 40, I said, I don't care anymore. <laughs> you know, I cut my hair really short. I blew it out. I completely changed on the outside and the internal transformation is a, is a longer process because the internal transformation never, never stops. We grow, we learn, and then we want to learn more and we grow more. And the second that we begin to share what we know, that's when we continue to grow even further into the woman, the person that we are trying to become. So that's what happened with me. It was that specific time that I remember 40 years old. I'm like, here I am 40. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it out. So it's, it's still a process, but I would say that that's when I specifically remember changing things. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And I think, you know, when I think about age in itself, you know, just from my own experience, so I'll be 35. So I'm a few years shy from 40. Um, you know, I really think about, okay, you know, like, when you're in high school, right? Everyone's like, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? What do you want to be? And I remember a chunk of my graduating class, we all equally felt like, I don't know, like right. I have no idea. Right. And then some kids, you know, had this predestined vision, mainly probably given to them by, by family members. Cause I believe life is unfolding. Mm -hmm. So then you hit your twenties and I feel like twenties are just, you're just fumbling. Right. And then even thirties, yeah. I feel like, it's like, okay, like I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting this together. Right. Mm -hmm. But I feel like between 40 and 50 is when, if you notice for what I've noticed and just watching people, I'm a big people watcher, probably like you, <laughs> Mm -hmm. yes. I like watching people and being able to see, okay, well, 40s are when there's like that, you know, we should be more of at a solid foundation of like who we are. And I think if we can have that model opposed to many of us, I'm sure you can re resonate with this. We lived off of the checklist. The checklist mm -hmm. is you graduate from high school, you go to college, you get your degree, you get your job, you find a partner, you have some kids, you get the house, you get the car, mm -hmm. you, and, and then it's like, then what, right? And it's like, oh, then life is like, you know, the, the white picket fence, the car out front, the beautiful neighborhood. And it's like, I learned at a young age also that this is why people hit a midlife crisis. Because right. if you just go through life checking off the boxes of how life should be, just mm -hmm. are bad words. <laughs> yes. So looking at what it should be, you don't give life the grace to just be. So, you know, I was one of those right. people where I was like, when I'm this age, this is how this should be. And I equally was like beating myself up because I wasn't there or whatever the yeah. case is. Right. And then it's like, well, when do you take your power back? And when do mm -hmm. you just say, I'm not going to put a cap on what age, where I should be, or, you know, I'm not going to live from that place. Cause it is a prison. That's a prison too, of like, well, I right. should be here and I should be doing this. Mm -hmm. And, um, should is just one of those words on my list of just, yes. you, know, you don't want to should all over yourself. <laughs> like <Yeah, exactly>. say. <laughs> we don't want that. Cause it is a prison and you feel it when you're saying it in your mind, like, and a yes. lot of people do this. And a lot of my clients I've noticed, Oh my God, my latest client, he's 72. But just to be able to see these different ages, I, yes. I honor people who can be at older ages and they're like, you know what? I've been carrying this pain for so long. I don't want to carry it anymore. And it's just a reminder that you don't ever stop growing. And I was, I was fortunate enough to hear that from my grandmother who God bless her. She, my, my mom's mom, she is still alive. And she always said that to me. And she'll even tell me to this day, you teach me things, Ebony. I'm like, well, a lot of what I yeah. teach you, you taught me. And I just have expanded mm -hmm. upon it because you were very wise. My grandmother's very wise yeah. and always taught me a lot of amazing things. So, um, you know, I just, I, I wanted to really dive into that because I know so many people shame, blame and guilt themselves mm -hmm. into yes. just these negative cycles of pain when it's like, it takes 
it's a lot to me f more effortless to actually stop that that's more painful to me to continue that cycle of why i should be here i should be doing this than to just change that's because it's familiar yeah it's exactly. familiar that's why we stick with it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly yeah. but you uh, ebony i have to tell you you are wise beyond your years really you have the wisdom of a grandmother seriously and, but the thing is that even though you, you say that, you know, a lot of your grandma shared a lot with you, that's wonderful, but you injected your own personality into that mm -hmm. and it comes through so beautifully. And I could easily older me, you know, I would say this is Mary 2.0, right? Mary 1.0 first version <laughs> would be like, oh man, look at Ebony. She's so wise. Why can I be more like her? Oh, look at that. She's so young, right? But I appreciate that because I also see, I, I, and I admire that because I see that there, today's generation is either on that end or so far behind that, you know, is going to hurt them in the long run. So for anybody who is listening, I know that sometimes you'll hear certain things and at one point it's going to click and you're going to be like, whoa, okay, this is something that I can really dive a little bit deeper into is really listening to the wisdom of others and the way that they say things. And I feel like you always have this way of putting things so beautifully, you know, like you, you reshape and you frame everything and you make it sound beautiful. And I just wanted to, to tell you that because ever since I heard your voice for the first time, I was like, who the heck is this? You know, I, I must know this girl. So I appreciate you um, for everything that you put out there and everything that you do and for sharing this time with me. Oh, I love you so much. And I thank you for that. And I, and, and this is what I do want to say. This is why I think it's important for us to grow and to change because like generationally, if you look at the setup of how things should be, right, that the bad word should, we are technically, elders are supposed to be wise, right? They're supposed to be this continuum of passing along knowledge, wisdom, like it's supposed right. to be that the next generation is better and the next generation is better, right? You you have communities where the elders are, they're, they're very important. Right. right. But we mm -hmm. live in a community now where I'm, I don't know if you know this, but when I was in high school, I used to, um, I used to go to, uh, you know, uh, like, I don't know what to call them old people homes, but there's oh, a nursing home. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember just meeting so many older people that were so sad that had no family. I remember one lady, her name was actually Mary and I would visit her and, you know, her family would never come see her and she would, you know, and I just made it a point to go visit her. But I say all this to say, we've kind of discarded our elders. Mm -hmm. Right. Where we don't have reverence for them, where we don't honor their choices. And for me, you know, even as an older person now, yes, you know, I, I don't I know that I had to pull from what I was learning because I talked about the other grandmother that I had. Like yeah. if I had learned half the stuff, like if I if she was like my dominant caretaker, there's just things that she said to me that I've I've been happy I didn't learn that from her at the age when I was impressionable, right? Mm -hmm. Like stories of when she's like, yeah, I used to sleep with people's husbands and he would take me here. And I'm just like listening mm -hmm. to it like, oh my God, like I'm so happy. Yeah. I did mm -hmm. not learn this at an age when I was like impressionable because that's crazy grandma, you know? Yeah. Like, you not be proud of that. <laughs> Do not share that with anyone else because it is not wisdom, you know? Mm -hmm. But equally, I still to this day, I thank my grandmother because it's like if, if she hadn't made the choices she did, which was to leave my grandfather my my mom's mom my mom's dad because he was abusive to make the decision to go back to school at 40 to make the decision to even you know she'd go to therapy at 65 like all these different decisions that we make that you make that I make now they're going to affect how our children how our grandchildren get to process life because yes. even even you know as parents we feel like well my children are not listening to me it's like don't give up don't stop saying the same thing keep saying it yeah. I don't care if you feel like they're not listening, keep saying it because repetition is how all of us remember things. So I just want to first and foremost say thank you for that. And I know that 
for me, it stands on, you know, when people say I stand on the, the shoulders of giants, even for my grandmother who did pass away, she was wise in her strength. She was super strong. She was very adamant, very outspoken. So there are amazing things that I've taken from her. But at the end of the day, if we don't have elders or people to look at to say, okay, well, opposed to just saying a lot of us grew up thinking I don't want to be like that <laughs> more than mm -hmm. anything opposed yeah. to like for me my grandmother was like that rock to me of mm -hmm. like you know and I and I and I'm I'm so thankful for it because I have so many friends who didn't have grandparents or had yeah. grandparents that weren't that way and she was super nurturing to me which like to my mom and my my aunt like they didn't get that experience with her right how right. they see her like they love her but how I see her is very different because I got mm -hmm. the 2.0 her <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean they got yes. the they got yes. the 1.0 version mm -hmm. of her so it's like for you, for, for the people that you get to impact, your 2.0 self, even if they're not your grandchildren or whomever, this is why change is so important. Right. And honoring ourselves is so important because for you, for me, or anyone out there that feels like you're not making an impact, even if you work at a job, even if you work at McDonald's with other people, or wherever mm -hmm. you work, when you change, you totally impact the people around you. It's, yeah. it's just like the slightest thing they can see that they're like, what are you doing? And what do you know what I mean? Like, I want to do what you do. And I think it is important to look at people and not to necessarily um want to be like them but to look at the qualities of like right. what are the qualities that this person has that I would love to embody because that to me is how we grow because right. you have things that I'm listening to you yesterday that I was like I just love her and I just love your poise and how you hold yourself and even if this is the 2.0 version of you um, and you, you you may have felt as later in life or how other people mm -hmm. may feel when it comes to that that way of thinking it's like we're we we can only do as good as even what we're given generationally yeah. you know so for you yeah. to even be where you are is amazing but let me tell you something ebony this is the 2.0 version of me but this this version of me was always in here it was always in here so a lot of these things that happen to us in life suppress who we truly are at our core you know, your identity is always shifted and changed and molded by exterior forces, exterior circumstances, people's advice, people's way of hand handling you. So it, it, this is one thing that I have come to to help my ladies with. And it's it's their identity, really. Like, who who are you truly? And we say, yeah, OK, we upgraded, we leveled up. But truthfully, we were always who we are. That's it. We are we are born with a specific type of personality, with a voice, with a soul, with all of these amazing qualities inside of us. And little by little over the years, it, get, it gets minimized. Our voice becomes more and more quiet because of what happens to us. And one day we come to this realization like, oh my gosh, here I am, I'm 40. This is it. I don't care anymore. You know, and you become that person, but that person was always there. You yeah. know, they're you mentioned Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm currently listening to one of his books and it's uh, change the habit of being yourself. Okay. Ooh, so, <laughs> and, and it's great, right? So if you don't like anything about you, about your life, and that's fine, we all have that. It's okay to not like certain things. If you don't like the way this piece of furniture looks, you discard it, you change it, right? We can do the same with who we are. We can change our habits. We can change the way that we think. And if you you go into these other personality traits, because maybe you learned it from somebody else, right? If as I listen to you, I'm picking up all of these things too. And I love the way that you communicate and your wisdom. And I could easily say, I love this about Ebony. I can take that also and I can apply it to my life and I can operate from, you know, with a similar frequency, not the same thing, of course, but a similar way, right? Because we are always learning from everyone around us. But just to say that, you know, bringing it all together, I would say is that you are capable of changing anything and everything in your life. And it all starts with the way that you think. And it also starts with knowing and understanding that you do have everything inside of you already to do the things that you were meant to do, to become the person that you were always meant to become because that person is already in there. And all it takes sometimes is just listening to a podcast and being like, oh my gosh, yes. You know, listening to Ebony and thinking, you know what, that's right, that's it. And you look at yourself in the mirror and there you are, you go from 2.0 maybe to 2.5 and 3.0. And before you know it, 
you are spitting all that wisdom out into the world, right? Yeah. And I love that you said that because I'm a visual learner and I see these visions of all these things when people talk. And I saw, as you were saying that you're already that person, I saw, you know, it's kind of like the birth of a of a flower, right? Like we all are the seeds and we're, we've always been the seed of a rose or whatever flower you desire to be. But it's almost like that choice of, you know, I mean, if we want to talk about plants, right? Watering yourself, nurturing yourself, right? Differently and not choosing to be the 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 portion of the, 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 the person that stays in the seed and never comes out of that shell. Mm-hmm. But bursting through it and saying, I'm right. going to bloom and I'm going to change and I'm going to be different. And and I think to me, it's like, to me, hopefully, you know, everyone has that experience where it's so uncomfortable of being who you don't want to be and knowing that there's more right. that you just have had enough, you know? And I, and I want yes. to encourage that no matter what age that is for anyone to, to know that there, like you said, that you are already that person, you are already that that flower is just breaking out of that shell. That was the vision I had. It was like someone break bursting out of the shell and becoming yes. the flower. They always I had mm-hmm. a coach that would say the seed the seed has to die in order for the flower to be born. Right. So um, when That's I hear right. you talk about you being forty and like cutting your hair, I feel like for a lot of people it always starts with that external, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. reclaiming of self. Yes. Right. Because we, you, you can look at yourself and how you've played small. Maybe you've kept your hair a certain way for all these years. And I just think change is what is it helps you see yourself differently. And then you go in, and like you said, mm-hmm. I teach about the chakra. So as you said that, I'm like, that's very solar plexus, right? The solar plexus mm-hmm. is that outside. Like I'm going to let my light shine from the mm-hmm. outside, super, super woman thing. And then that internal work is next when you meet the heart and you're like, but, but I need to also love myself. Yeah, I used to hide, Ebony. I used to wear bangs all the way down to here. For the longest time, I would hide my face. Like for me to put my hair back like this, like it's 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 huge because I would never, ever, ever do that. I would never be like, here I am. You know, this is Mary. Nice to meet you. I would always be like in the back of the room and it was just me always hiding. So, yeah, I mean, you, you get to the point where you're like, that's it. You know, you have to flourish. But then again, it's only if you want to at the same time, right? Like you have to choose, you have to choose it and you don't have all the answers right away, but you learn if you have it in you to learn, you can do anything. You don't have to have it all figured out right now. It all starts with that simple moment of self-awareness and you're like, whoa, maybe there's something here. And little by little, you, you, you know, it's like going up, going up the stairs, you take those little steps. And it doesn't matter how many steps it takes you to get there, but just take that first step. It's okay to feel inadequate. It's okay to feel like maybe you're not where you should be. It's totally okay. We're human, right? But then what comes after that? Like, what are you going to do about it, right? What what are you going to do? You can do whatever you want to do. And you have all the resources available to you to become the person who you were always meant to be. You know, there's no reason why you need to continue to hide and and wait another 10 years because the circumstances may not be the ideal circumstances because you can create your own circumstances, right? But how do you do it? You just take that first step. Absolutely. And I know you guys are going to go follow her. We'll let you know where to follow her at the end, but she is beautiful. Okay. So if you, you're going to be like, she said she wears bangs because she wants to hide, you know, and to me, that's just proof of, um, you know, just, it's just life. And I think people, you know, it's, it, it always to me as a reminder of like, you can look at people and you can assume whatever you want, right? You can assume we look at celebrities and we have these assumptions of their life is all together. And I kind of grew up in that family that I always heard like, well, they're so lucky, you know, they have money. And if I had money that dot, dot, dot. And if I had this dot, dot, dot. And it's like, you don't even understand sometimes the reality of what people live and the reality of their state of mind or, you know, like their life. So comparison to me is like, if you just begin loving yourself where you're at, you know, it's proof that, you know, we get to project ourselves into any reality we desire to be in. And I just thank you for sharing mm-hmm. the things that you share. Cause I know so many people need to hear that, especially women when it comes to like comparison or anyone looking at someone else's life and thinking, well, that must be nice. And it's like, you just, 
you just don't know you know you just have no like what's really really happening Mm -hmm. and even if someone appears to be whatever you know it's like at the end of the day the best most effective way to create a life is to say what do I really want Mm -hmm. how do I really see myself and I love that you talked about plants because back in the day uh ebony 1.5 I love that you use like 1.0 2.0 I was like a (laughs) 1.5 because I was doing the healing work like I was doing mm-hmm. this work. I've been doing this work for so long. I feel like I've most of my life is is on the foundation of inner child healing because I've known about it since I was 13, praying to God, like, why did you give me this crazy ass family? Why? Mm-hmm. And God just imparted yeah. that wisdom on me. And I'm like, okay, this is this is this is gonna affect who I become. So let me just honor it, appreciate it, learn that it is what it is, and and I get to be who I want to be regardless of it. But um back in the day I used to have plants and I remember I would laugh all the time and I hear you hear people say this all the time like I don't have a green thumb I don't have a green thumb and I was that person that I would kill a cactus which is really hard to do like actually killing a cactus is very simple I had a black (laughs) thumb forever so for me to be surrounded with all of these very expensive rare plants I don't even go for like the simple plants I, I went for like the rare and I'm like if I can have this plant survive I'm good you know but yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean. And it's it's like, it's it's given me so much confidence to have, you know, one of these days I'm going to give you a little tour of every single plant, but get, get back into it, girl. <laughs> I have. So my, that was my point. So so two two years ago, over two years ago, um, I had left 11, in an 11 year relationship. And one of the things for me was, first of all, I love plants. I do. I absolutely love plants. I think they're beautiful. I think they're, they, they, you can feel the difference. My mom had to babysit my plants when I was moving and I had probably like eight of them and you could walk into her apartment and it felt cleaner. Like the air felt cleaner. It felt nice. And she was just like, this is so nice. Cause she had to take care of them. And she did really good. Like she kept all of them alive, which I was impressed for about a month. Um, but I say all that to say the reason why I began buying more plants, I started with one plant and Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if you can keep this plant alive, this is proof, not proof, but it was a sim, it was symbolism to me of how well I was taking care of myself. Right. The cactus died because I wasn't, I was literally watering it like every 35 days. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't paying attention to it. I wasn't nurturing it in a way that it needed to be nurtured. And you have plants now, right? And it looks like you take really good care of them. You have to be able to look at your plants and know how to care for them and, you know, how to water them. I have a watering schedule. So I have an alarm that goes off that tells me when to water the plants. But equally, I saw that for me as how I was taking care of myself. And even now, if my plants get a little funky, I know that it's because I I fell off a little bit. You know, I'm like, oh, that one's drooping a little bit. And I'm like, well, you haven't watered it. You haven't cared for it. You know, and then equally, I can see that similarity in my own life. Like, oh, well, you you didn't even, you haven't even self-cared in 30 days, you know? Yes, so that's, right. that's what I use plants for. So when I heard you say mm-hmm. that, to me, I felt it was like that similar feeling of, first of all, it's beautiful to have plants around us. They do benefit us in so many ways. Um, but also for me, it was that, res- you know, resemblance of how well am I taking care of myself? How well yes. am I loving myself, watering myself, nurturing myself, even when you have to switch them to bigger pots, right? right. Of knowing even for yourself that mm-hmm. it's time to grow. Yes. It's time to grow if you want to be big, you know? So I have a few plants that reminds me I might go out today and get some bigger pots because I've been looking at them. Like, <laughs> I can tell you, you want to grow. You want to grow so big and you are tired of mm-hmm. this pot. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. So that's you, I you love reminding that. me to add that to my mission for today. So I want to go back and circle back to one thing that you said, though. Um, you take as long as you need to talk about it. But I, I really wanted to get into this because I know that this is something many people struggle with, which is success. Mm-hmm. Not, and in success, I think you need to, as a person, need to define by yourself. Only you know right. what that means. But for me, it's just a level of living up to our potential, owning our potential, but equally knowing that we are still a work in progress. Right. Not to have those constraints. So when you talked about being afraid of success, like how did you process that journey and what did that mentally look like for you as far as like what that meant for you as far as like being afraid of success? Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. For, so to me, success is about growing and being able to share that growth with others, making an impact with people. And one of the reasons why I was afraid of it was because I was afraid of putting myself out there. And also being that, you know, the, there's the financials, of course, I've, I have to admit that I've never really been very good with money. So for me, that's always been um, a problem where if I, for example, would get a client, I would reinvest, in that. I wouldn't spend it on myself, but I would reinvest and reinvest and reinvest, you know, in other programs and in other ways of, of, um, of learning more. But it got to the point for me when I was like, okay, why do I keep doing this? And I keep spending all the money into all of these programs, thousands and thousands of dollars on different things that you know, um, I wasn't doing anything with. Why? So I had to stop and think, what's going on here? There comes a point where you're like, okay, I, you have all of these things, all of this knowledge that you can share with people, but you're still continuing to spend the money and amass all of this information. When is it going to come out? When are you going to start to put yourself out there? So I'm not exactly sure when I came to the re to that realization, but when I did, it was like, okay, you know what? There's that failure, that that fear of failure, but it's also that fear of success. Like, what is the worst thing that can happen if I start to share all of the things that I know? If I start to put myself out there the way that I was intended to, I change people people's lives. Okay, so when I began to understand the impact that I was having, because again, we have those gifts inside of us and people will recognize them and see them and they'll tell us, hey, you know, you're so good at this, you're so good at that. And you brush it off because you lack that confidence and you're like, no, 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 that's not me. That's not me because you're not ready yet. But when you finally appreciate and acknowledge those gifts, you can look at that fear and say, all right, so it's, it is a little scary to be out there, to put myself out there, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I know that the outcome is going to be a positive outcome, right? So success, it means so many different things to many different people. It could be about the house, you know, the vacations and, and all of that, the luxury. For me, success is being able to wake up in the morning and feel good about myself and feel at peace with what I do and feel like if I can just impact one life today, I'm happy. That's success to me. I've impacted one life. I made one person smile. I made one person have a, you know, helped one person uh, achieve a breakthrough. I helped one person say no to, to, you know, to somebody that they've been wanting to say no to for a long time or, or stop the, the excessive volunteering so that they can get back to themselves. That to me is success. If the bank account reflects that one day, amazing. But if not, I'm still happy. You know, either way, I'm at peace because I know that I'm living in my purpose, whether I'm doing it on social media or one-on-one -on -one in a cafe, or if I'm teaching a fitness class I, and I see those faces, you know, and like I tell my participants, I fall asleep with the, with the thought of their faces smiling at me, right? With the sweaty faces and they're so happy. And I have to tell you, though, very quickly, one of the one of the things that I love that I'm so grateful for, I walk into the fitness room. I work at Lifetime Athletic in one of the clubs in New Jersey, by the way. The fitness rooms are big. I packed my I pack my classes. OK, I don't brag about it, but I'm a damn good fitness instructor and coach. Very good. And this is something that I didn't start saying until recently, by the way. OK, everybody else would say it. I wouldn't say it, but I am so good at what I do. But one of the things that I love, I walk in and they're already chit-chatting with each other. They're chit-chatting, they're laughing together, you know, and I just stop and I, and I observe because I created that. They come for me, yes, but they've also developed amazing friendships, you know, over the years. A lot of these people have been with me for 13 and a half years and they have community. They have you know, it's their Zumba family, right? So that to me is success, is seeing the impact that I've been able to, to have with, with all of these people. So the moment now when I feel a little bit fearful, when I'm like, okay, let me, let me just raise my hand on Clubhouse, right? Or let me speak up here and there. Let me share my thoughts. I know that I have to step into that fear because I know that there's greatness on the other side of it. And it took a long time for me to learn that. But I just can't wait to see where, you know, where the rest of it goes. 
Well, it's all the way up from here, right? You just said so much that it even was important to me um, because it's so true, you know? It's just learning to get out of our own way because, you know, even people being able to develop friendships, even people being able to um, just have even a culture. I think amongst women, how when I first ran my brand I didn't I wasn't even doing coaching or anything I was just motivating people I was and it was queens recognized queens that sat long and hard and I thought about it you know I share with you well I didn't share this with you I was actually early in a conversation that I grew up with only brothers Mm -hmm. so I never was really catty I never really had that side of me that felt competitive with other women or I never really like looked at another woman and thought wow I would love to be like that like I just never I just never had those thoughts so I thought about it and I thought you know you know people would just see me and say hi and then the the you know, people would be around me like, do you know that person? I'm like, no. So I developed the Queens recognize Queens because I felt that when a woman knows, loves and likes herself, she can, we can look at each other and walk past each other and, and say hi. And we don't have to know each other because mm-hmm. there's some, there's a God in you that sees the God in me, right? Namaste, right? That we just see it in each other. So it's like another way, I guess, of even saying that. Um, but I say all that to say, you know, we, we, a lot of times when you are stepping out of your comfort zones, you don't realize how much like you were created to change people. Excuse me, guys, with the side noise. You don't realize that that's like one of the things I've always had to say to myself in this journey of entrepreneurship is, Evan, you have to get out of your own way because there are people that need you. Literally, they need you. And that's going to help them shift their lives that's going to help them love themselves more you know I still have people who will shout me out and it's like but at the end of the day when you think of it when I think of it it was like I was just being me and I was just saying something that was on my heart I was just saying something that I felt needed to be said and it's just amazing how we get to change lives just by being us and the proof (laughs) that I don't have to sacrifice and go to places or jobs that I don't like but that we really were given a purpose and it's just in being ourselves. So yes. I have taken so much from you today. And this has been like so heartwarming. Is there any last final words that you would like to share with the audience? Uh, well, just continue to look deeper into yourself because, you know, I, I know going back to what we said before, there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. We all have a past. That's okay. You know, that's what life is. You, if you don't have any problems, you're not alive anymore. That's it. So just embrace every everything that you've been through, even the painful moments, because even in the pain, there's there's always hope. And there's always a way for you to use those experiences to help somebody else. And when you come out to the other side of that, you know, you will realize how precious life is and how much opportunity there is to, to, to grow and to, and to feel fulfilled because that's what life is all about for me. You wake up in the morning and you want to, you want to feel fulfilled. You you don't want to feel like you're dragging and not to say that there's no negative moments in my day or anything like that, but I'm at peace with whatever comes you know, I wake up with gratitude every morning and I'm, I I say, no matter what, it's going to be a good day, right? Like you can have that thought, oh man, here we go again. It's raining. I got to go to work. All of the negative things that you could think of. And it just becomes one negative thought stacked on top of another. So I challenge you to just change that, to flip that and to catch yourself and to just say, you know what? Okay. Maybe I did wake up feeling this way, but starting right now, I'm going to look myself in the mirror. I'm going to tell myself that I love me. I love me because I'm awesome. And I'm going to embrace anything and everything that this day brings to me. And I'm going to impact somebody in a positive way. So just start with that. If you, if you focus on the things that you can do for others, a lot of the times you are also helping yourself. And that to me is also a wonderful way to practice self-care, but always make time for you, you know, always prioritize the things that make you happy. Your goals matter, your dreams matter, your relationships matter. And the things that you put into your body matters, the way that you treat yourself outwardly matters, all of these things. So make it a holistic approach to having a a wonderful and exceptional and fulfilling life that is based on what you want, not anybody else. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I know someone needed to hear it. We have amazing listeners that they tune into the podcast, even when I don't announce there's a new podcast. So I want to say shout out to all of them because they, they're <laughs> obviously taking something away. And this has been so special to me because you just have such a beautiful soul. And equally, I want to bounce all the compliments you gave me. I see that in you equally um, because, you know, life is meant to be lived. And mm -hmm. no matter when we cross that bridge of feeling like, okay, I'm finally living, you know, and I feel purposeful and the people that I've helped, even just smiling at people, you just never know, you never yeah. know. And in my journey of just pushing through and showing up anyways, because a lot of us have that imposter that comes up, you're not good enough, no one's going to listen to you, what you say doesn't matter. And I just remember there have been times in this journey where I've gotten messages or like someone saying, you know, I was suicidal. And then I went and I listened to all your meditations, like those mm -hmm. little different messages that people yeah. will randomly send them to me, like when I need them the most of like, Ebony, you don't know how much you've helped me. And mm -hmm. here I am thinking, well, how impactful am I really? You know, and it's like you even just smiling right. at someone in a drive through or telling someone have a good day or telling someone, hey, you're important and you, you matter. Mm -hmm. You just never know what that does for people. So I love everything that you just shared. And I want to make sure that the audience follows up with you. So do you have a program or something that people can dive into work with you? Um, first and foremost, let us know where to find you on social media because we're all yeah. on social media these days. So where can we find you and um, follow your journey and connect oh, with you? Absolutely. I'm on Instagram um, at Mary Massey Fit, F-I-T, because I started that account when I was doing a lot of fitness stuff and I kept the name. You know, I figure fit mind, fit body, fit business it's it's Absolutely. all connected <laughs> and uh as far as programs i'm starting uh group coaching again lifestyle coaching in the new year i also have a retreat coming up that i mentioned to you ebony i would love for you to be there but i know you know um things are happening <laughs> so february we're going to puerto rico it's going to be a life uh, a wellness experience i'm calling it a luxury wellness experience where we're going to have a lot of great conversations wonderful excursions all-inclusive experience with fitness and um, in, Port in beautiful Puerto Rico in the middle of winter. So, but yeah, just follow along on Instagram. I'm here to support and help everybody. You know, if anybody needs a, a what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? A non-judgmental ear or a shoulder to lean on. You know, I've heard it all. I'm a great listener and um, I'm here for Ebony and everybody else who, who needs it. Yes. And we absolutely do need it. We do need it. And we need you. And I love how you said fit mind, fit body, because it's true, right? Part of that journey is also within the fit body as well. Yes. So definitely make sure you guys follow her. I'll make sure I leave uh, the links in the podcast notes. But as you guys know, your form of payment for this podcast is not money. It's that social currency. So share this with a friend, okay? Share this with a loved one. Even the people you think are not going to listen. I, years ago, I started sharing things with my mother. Even when she wasn't even in a space to receive, I just kept sharing it with her. And now she is like so on board. She even joins us on Clubhouse. She taps into the meditations and I'm just proud of her. So just share it with people that you don't even think would probably listen to it. Share it with them because inspiring words are what help us come out of the darkness, hearing other people's stories and being able to resonate with them is how we come out of that darkness to know that we are not alone. I always say that is the biggest lie that we ever tell ourselves is that we're alone and that we live on this island of, of me, 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 and no one's ever experienced what I've experienced. So thank you, Mary, today for sharing your story. Everyone out there, make sure you also please leave an Apple review. If you want to just hit the five-star button, that's perfectly fine. But when you actually leave written reviews, it lets Apple know that we are doing amazing and that you love the podcast and that helps us go up in the algorithm so i appreciate that as well and go follow mary follow mary because the people that i bring on here are amazing they're going to keep helping you live your best life whatever that is for you but my greatest takeaway from you mary at the end of the day is that peace of waking up and knowing that we love 
know and like ourselves. And even though we may be a work in progress, we are still a masterpiece. So thank you That's so right. much for joining me today. This has been such a pleasure, my soul sister. I look forward to connecting with you the mo more in the future. Shout out to my King Levi. You guys know he always takes over a lot of things. If you don't know who he is, <laughs> you will probably hear him and or see him and other social media platforms because he loves to make his presence known. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a blessed an amazing day. We'll see you on the next episode. That sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that this episode has delivered clarity and some. If you loved it, share it with a friend because sharing is not only caring, it is a sign of abundance. If you're an avid listener, leave a review so I know how I'm doing and continue to heal into your best version, overcoming all of life's challenges with ease and grace because you can. And come back when new episodes drop with your pen, your notebook, water, juice, or wine, and be prepared for more soul healing conversations. Be blessed because you are so worthy of living a life that you love.